everyone, it's Finn here, Nola Nerdcast, with the SDGC After Hours of Ghost Runner, and I am joined, as always, well not always, but sometimes, with our good buddy slash podmate, Justin. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing alright. Um, I'm excited to talk about Ghost Runner. Uh, I played the demo at PAX this year and was really, really impressed by the game. I mean, you were the one that first brought us to the attention of the game. You were like, yo, you need to try this game, Ghost Runner. And so then I did, and I was blown away. And yeah, that- I, I I stumbled on that demo just wandering around the floor, and I'd heard of it and thought, like, the art style looked cool or whatever. Um, so I wanted to give it a try, and then I played it, and I was like, holy shit. And then I was going to go back, and then I got sick as hell <laughs> for the rest of packs and then didn't get a chance to revisit it well you know what your time has come because now the game is out and what's cool for you specifically is they just announced recently that if you get the ps4 version you will get a free next gen upgrade to the ps5 version so and you're safe i saw that over. that's awesome i so, i very very positive on developers that have been doing that sort of oh. thing Oh, uh, and what's even crazier is that it's a very relatively small team, all things considered. They're from Eastern Europe. Um, they're they're I've never really heard of them before. This game popped into my radar, and now they're just kind of blowing it away. So, prop, props to them. So, uh, you want to just kind of get started? Um, I do. Yeah. So I already did a separate review. So I figured this after hours would be more of a conversation as someone that played the demo but not the final product. If you had any questions for me, we could have like a dialogue back and forth, however you want to do it. Let, let's just, let's just gush about ghost runner. All right. So, um, I assume the level of difficulty that was in that demo kind of carries on to the final game, right? Oh, it does. But like in such a good way, because as you, even in the demo, it carried over so well because the same thing happens where a death there's zero barrier to try again. There's no load times. You press a button, boom, you're back in. The checkpoints are very um, generous. I would say basically each quote unquote room, each combat segment and platforming segment is you have a save. So you never really lose too much progress when you die and you never have to sit even between a second load time. It's just boom, you're back in the game. That was kind of the thing that really stood out to me because, like, clearly this is kind of, you know, this is a 3D platformer, basically, uh, 3D first-person platformer. And it definitely takes a lot of inspiration from some of these really hard, like, 2D indie platformers that we've seen lately, you know, like Meat Boy, Celeste. And it, that that instant death return felt like they managed to figure that out for, you know, a fully 3D game. Um, which is why those games work. Yes, because, and I've said this many times before, and you as well, is that games like this, even a few seconds of load time will, is enough to deter people from trying again. Because another game that just came out recently, Disc Room, does the same thing. Intensely difficult, but a single button press and you're instantly back where you were. And that just does so much to drive the one more try mentality that these games thrive off of. Yeah, I, I actually just started Disc Room last night myself. Uh, this oh, is another so game good. that we, we checked out at PAX, and yeah, it rules. Um, but that's getting off topic. Uh, so how like how does the game kind of expand from what was in the demo? Because the demo kind of just introduced, you know, abil- like a couple abilities as you went. 
Um, right. Does, do you kind of, is it like a tutorial that where you get all your abilities early on and that's just kind of the, no, so, it, or is it one that so like the, you constantly get new skills as you go through? It's, it's that one. The game, uh, is always giving you something new to make the gameplay loop feel fresh and new. So at first it's just teaching you how to run on walls and then it teaches you how to do the dash and the time dilution dilation and the movement thing. And it just introduces you to the simple enemies with like pistols enemies with incredible aim, but still just pistols. Then you get the grapple and that's all shown in the demo. Mm -hmm. But what isn't shown in the demo, first of all, unrelated to what you said is this game has a plot. And the demo really doesn't dive into that, or at least the PAX demo didn't. The new Steam demo does. And so there's a plot where you're, it's basically, think of Dread or The Raid. You are climbing, we don't know why, but it starts with you being thrown off of this tower and you have to climb your way back up uh, with the help of someone called the Architect who's talking to you from virtual space. And so as you climb in this tower, Dread style, and I love that. It's so it's oh, such nice. a simple that concept. Sounds really, that's a, that sounds really cool. And then, uh, but to go to your question, yes, you start getting new abilities. So not only, but not only is the, your abilities upgrade, but the enemies upgrade as well. And so the new enemy types force you to play a little differently. And so you always feel just a little like nothing's quite the same. So between your new abilities and your, uh, and the new enemies, it always feels like the game is constantly evolving, which is a good thing. Awesome, yeah, because like, especially with a game that's this difficult, where you have to try everything over and over and over again, it really feels like that could get old if they weren't introducing new mechanics. So that is great, great news to hear. Yeah, and uh, the other thing you mentioned, you called it a platformer, which is very accurate. It's it's like an action platforming game, and. First person platforming can be so tricky to pull off well. And so much of Ghost Runner involves on very precise jumping. And it just, it feels so good. It, it nailed it. Uh, it you're going to like this comparison. Strong Doom Eternal vibes in this game. I was I was actually just going to bring that up because we got we've gotten a lot of a lot more first person games that I think have been like confidently experimenting with platforming um, in the past few years. And that's kind of the most recent. Example. I was just playing the DLC um, earlier this week for Doom Eternal, which also hard as shit, by the way. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's it's, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like Doom, though, because especially with the introduction of the grapple. It, it really feels like Doom Eternal because just like Doom, it's all about moving forward. This game is not about pausing and thinking and strategizing. It's about momentum and moving forward. And if you stay stand still, you're going to die in some capacity. Either it's you're going to die because you've lost the momentum and you've fallen off a wall you were running off of. Or it's because the second you stand still, the enemies get a beat on you. So mm-hmm. you always want to move just like Doom. It's always about moving forward. And it that kind of. The the sheer feeling of joy and satisfaction you get when you get through a tough um, platforming section all in one go seamlessly feels so good, so good. Yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, this uh, this sounds really really up my alley. <laughs> well, because um, I mean, and, and you played the demo, so you oh, know yeah, what I mean, to expect. I mean, yeah, I played yeah. it, and like I also kind of you know a sucker for this type of like cyberpunk aesthetic. Hell yeah. Um, that a certain other cyberpunk game does not seem to be leaning into uh, so much. 
um, which is kind of a bummer for me. So I, I really like, I really love the look of this game, but um, it, it sounds like they really kind of nailed it. Is there are there any kind other kind of like major features or like surprises that yes. you wanted to talk about? Yes, because here's something the demo did not prepare me for, and I was not expecting in this game is there is an upgrade system. Oh, yeah. So what you do is if you find collectibles and stuff or sometimes just like as you progress through the game, you unlock these like chips that can upgrade your abilities. And it's like a Tetris style thing. Each chip has like a a configuration that you have to then fit into. Think of it like the Resident Evil 4 inventory system, right? Oh, that's oh, and they can do anything from uh, like show you where collectibles are on the map to my personal favorite, which is fucking reflecting bullets back at the enemy with your sword. Oh. oh my god like every single thing you just said just gave me that like little oh yeah <laughs> it's like I, I i'm a big fan of the that type of inventory system as well as like being able to customize a character like with with different abilities like that so that sounds great oh it's 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 okay and, and one of my favorite things is so the plot exists it's not going to be winning any writing awards or at least to my knowledge. And I'll explain why I say that is because the plot always happens during stretches of non-combat, which I really appreciate. So you're doing these long platforming sections, but even the platforming sections involve a lot of uh, concentration because you will die. Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate about this game is when you die, the the dialogue does not go back and start repeating. It just continues. So you don't have that thing where you die and then you have to start hearing the same 10 second clip of dialogue every single time until you beat the section. So even that works in its favor where it doesn't punish you for dying. It wants you to retry again without the frustration of, oh no, this is happening, died. Oh no, this is happening, died. You know what I mean? It doesn't, you don't have that problem. That That's... That's a really good quality of life, <laughs> life feature. It is. Because I like as I think any of us can attest to, like especially even in a game that has really good dialogue that you're really into the story, if you keep dying on a tough section and keep hearing the same phrase from the same NPCs over and over and over again, that's just one more reason why you won't want to continue, especially in a difficult game. Exactly. You get it. Look at you. You get it. Uh. Um, I, I'm kind of curious. I assume since, you know, it's all in this same tower, there isn't much in the way of different environments, is there? Uh, as uh, no, not really. No, that's the easiest the way to put it. The, 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 I figured the core concept kind of makes it so you're not going to be seeing like well, a whole there, lot of like different types of like cities and stuff. No, like that. no, nothing like that. But you will go through cyberspace a couple times, and that has a much that that shifts from a cyberpunk aesthetic to a Tron aesthetic, which oh, I kind of yeah. dig. Or if you, or if you actually, the most apt comparison is if you've played the Switch's Astral Chain. That's the best okay, comparison cool, cool. I can make. Okay. Yeah, so um you know, th- this game seems just really kind of focused on that core loop. Um what about like the level design um that kind of stood out to you? Cuz I remember just like when I played that demo, um I was really impressed at how it kind of like 
would slowly teach you how to do stuff, but also at the number of pathways through a different um, challenge. Does that continue throughout the whole game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Great. That's, that's uh, the best way to put it. <laughs> yes. Um, nice, nice. Um, so now, now here's another thing that a lot of people have asked me. Uh, two things, because I, as I did the review and I, I sh- I've streamed it a couple times, is um, the length of the game, depending on your skill set or skill level, because you could die. Someone I, I talked to died uh, like over 150 times on one boss, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, but um, so the length of the game, I think if you know exactly what you're doing and you're speed running, could be like four or five hours. But I think the more realistic time frame is going to be closer to nine to ten. Like yeah. I've only gotten through the first four to five uh, stages. And I believe based on the level select screen, there's about 14 stages. Um, okay. And it's taken me about two hours. So I'm about a third of the way done. Okay, but I, cool. but also there's replay because there's collectibles. You can unlock swords. You can find swords that unlock. I mean, all it does is aesthetically yes, I, change I your hoping, sword, but I was, that's, I was hoping they would have sword customization. Oh, they not so much custom. Yeah. Skins, but yeah. Oh, well, so cool. cosmetic stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, um, I remember that was kind of the, the same question was kind of tough when Jeff asked me how long it took me to get through Crash 4 because Crash 4 was another just obscenely difficult game. I died 97 times on that last stage. Hell yeah. Um, but, you know, there was there's quite a bit there. So, so it sounds like this game's pretty substantial for what it offers. I I love it so much. Well, what is the pricing on it? I, I I just realized I don't know that off the top of my head. It is currently uh going for twenty three ninety nine. It's twenty percent off of its price right now. It's normally twenty nine ninety nine, so it's on sale right now for twenty four. Okay, cool, cool. Do we know how long that lasts? Probably just for the week or so. I don't know. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. And what platforms it's on? I I know I originally played it on PC. You mentioned there is a PlayStation release. And Xbox. Um, and it's on Xbox? Yep, Perfect. Xbox and PlayStation both have next-gen upgrades, so you'll be able to play it on your Series X or PS5, and then it's on Steam. Perfect. Oh, actually, I believe and also probably Epic. I don't know about Epic. I'm going to check that out right now, because if you, if you have it on Epic right now, they got that like $10 off coupon, so that drops the price oh, down yeah. more for you. So, don't know. Uh, let's just assume yes on Epic. I don't know. If, it, fact, if it's on fact Steam, check me later. If it's on Steam, it might not be on Epic. Epic likes its exclusive releases. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, the game is great. Uh, I can't get enough of it. I, I I really really dig this game very much. So nice. everyone well, should play it. Well, thank you for inviting me to talk about this game. This is something I've been looking forward to for a while, and it kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was out so soon. Yeah, um, I love it. All these random October indie drops, and it just is great. Yeah, because I, I mean, especially because I did, you know, speak to a couple people while I was there at PAX briefly, and, you know, small team. I was wondering if, you know, maybe they would be impacted by, you know, pandemic and everything, which has hit some AAA studios very hard. But it seems like this team was able to keep pushing forward and hit the date that they had planned. Yeah, 
Good for them. And also, shout out to them having the Saki Award on their Steam page. Love it. Yes. I, th- okay. I, I. This is my favorite thing. We gave, we gave it a Saki. It's 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 on their it's on their Steam page, and they actually put like the, the like like palm leaves around it yep, <laughs> and stuff. I love it. It's it's so funny. Um, but yeah. Um, so we we appreciate the devs appreciate Saki, and uh, sounds like Finn really appreciates this game. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, we don't do hard scores, but if I did, this game would score over a nine easy. Nice. I mean, it's been getting some it's been getting some really great buzz. So I'm, I'm really glad this game turned out well, because it's when it was first announced, because I had heard of it before PAX. It kind of seemed like one of those games that you could make like this badass trailer for. And then maybe it doesn't pan out in a full game. Uh you know, but it you it sounds like the developers did what they needed to do to really make this work. Good. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that for for you at least because I know the reason I wanted to do this after hours with you is because you were the one that first discovered it, and it's just really cool that a game because sometimes games don't deliver on the promise of their demo, but mm-hmm. that is just not the case with this. Yeah, that's awesome. Like it was one of those games. I, I remember when I played it, um, you just kind of instantly hit that, that state. Um, I don't know what to call it, but where you're just like moving on pure reflex, um, through a section and it hits that so fast and it's just so rare to see like a first person game, um, really hit that in this kind of way. So I'm really, I'm really glad I'm, I've been saying this over and over, but it's I just really glad that this game panned out. Yep, same, same. And I hope anyone listening to this gives the game a shot. At the very least, download the demo free on Steam. No reason not to. God, I have so many games I need to buy in the next few weeks. It's it's bad. I mean, it's awesome, but it's it's going to be rough once I once I have to actually deal with the financial reality of the number of games I'm going to be getting. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> Just throw one more on the pile. It's fine. Yeah, that's a problem for future, Justin. All right. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to join um, to talk about Ghost Runner. Um, I am Justin at RoboPlato on Twitter. And um, I am Finn, Finn at NolanerdCast. And you can check us out and the rest of SDGC every Thursday night on the Twitch.tvs. So, yeah, that's what we got. Uh, don't forget, it costs nothing to be kind. So do that.